It shouldn't surprise us. It does, but it shouldn't, that so much of the Bible is spent talking about food. It shouldn't surprise us that Paul gives so much time in this first letter to the Corinthian Christians to the question of how to eat, not what to eat, but how to eat. You can understand in many ways the arc of the scriptures as going from what to eat to how to eat. So much of the Hebrew Bible is spent very carefully pointing out, discriminating between what should be eaten, what shouldn't be, how certain food should be prepared, how certain food must not be prepared. But then the further you get into the New Testament, you find that the emphasis really shifts away from the sorts of foods that are lawful and the sorts of foods that are unlawful to how should we eat food in the first place? What does it mean to eat food well? This isn't absent from the Hebrew Bible. You heard the reading from Proverbs today. I actually quite love it. Uh, the writer of the Proverbs is giving advice to young men. Some passages have to do with what they should do when a very wealthy person has put on a big spread. If you eat too much, your mind will get a bit dopey. If you then supplement that with a little bit too much drink, your tongue is going to end up getting a bit too loose, and before you know it, your head's going to be on the chopping block. It's a wonderful little bit of advice. Be careful whenever you're eating with people who are too important that you don't eat and drink in such a way that you go fuzzy. Let's put it that way. It could end up with all sorts of horrible consequences. But in this particular passage, the writer, this particular writer of this portion of Proverbs warns against being in company where there is too much. Don't join those who drink too much wine or gorge themselves on too much meat, for drunkards and gluttons become poor and drowsiness clothes them in rags. Just remember that next time you're sitting around the table, you've had a little bit too much. Drowsiness, you have to pardon me, drowsiness is clothing me in rags. You see, eating is probably one of the few things that we all share all the time. There are not many other human activities that we all participate in more often uh, uh, than eating. We do it every day. It's a genuinely human, universal activity. And if you think about it, though, we don't just treat food like fuel, do we? We don't just treat food like a necessary degree of our caloric intake in order to help us function during the day. We treat food with much more importance than just the stuff that we need to keep functioning and to keep alive. We don't treat eating like it was one of those necessary but kind of unfortunate bodily activities like washing hands or clipping toenails or using the toilet. Eating is something more than that. We don't just treat it like a chore. It's something that we take a certain amount of delight in. We take pleasure in thinking about food, in planning it, in sourcing it, in preparing it, in sharing it with others. I often think that if someone came up with a tablet that you could take in the morning, it would give you all the nutrition that you needed for the day, and it would fill your stomach so you didn't feel hungry during the day, I kind of feel that a lot of us would feel that if we use that, okay, we might gain a little bit of time back that we would ordinarily spend shopping and cooking, but most of us would feel that we lost something 
that we were missing something from the practice of planning for our meals, preparing our meals, sharing those meals with others. Food is about far more than just what we put in our mouths. And food is also about far more than just how good it tastes. By means of food, we feel connections. By means of food, we feel connections. And I want you to think about those connections on two axes. I hope this is going to make sense. One of those connections that we feel, we could think about it as a vertical connection. A vertical connection. There are a great many of us who care very, very much about where our food comes from. We care whether or not the eggs that we eat came from chickens in battery cages. We care very much if the uh, animals whose products, I hate the term, but, you know, the animals that we eat, if they've lived and died in dignified and conducive conditions. We care very much if farmers are getting just compensation for their milk. We care very much if our fruit and our vegetables have been grown in sustainable, conducive conditions. Many of us care very, very much about where our food comes from. We care very much about the source of the food. That's why some of us go to farmer's markets or to the Rock Lee market.